0: You are listening to the Palestine in America podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Nadir Hamoud. On this episode, I caught up with Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, the first Palestinian head coach in NBA G League history. Abdel Fattah was hired last September by the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, an affiliate of the Houston Rockets. The former Vipers assistant found out about his promotion shortly after returning from Hajj. The pilgrimage to Mecca required of every Muslim who can afford it. Abdel Fattah discusses his hiring process, growing up in Chicago, and how his dream of playing basketball professionally shifted to coaching. So can you tell me a little bit about your family and where they come from in Palestine?
1: Alhamdulillah, so uh, my parents, my mom, Ali Alhamdulillah, my dad are uh, from Palestine. My dad's from a small town, Ain uh, Sinia, mm-hmm. and then my mom is from a smaller town of uh, Sinjar, um, as well in Palestine. Uh, so they migrated, uh, they came to the U.S. in the early 70s. Um, if i'm not mistaken uh, i come from a family of uh i have six siblings uh, i have three older sisters uh and then two older brothers and a younger brother so i'm the second youngest um, out of seven Alhamdulillah, they're all they all reside in uh, chicago right now so all my siblings pretty much all my uncles my father uh, still lives there as well and then uh, i lost my mom uh she passed away when i was 19 years old um, So, so.
0: And uh, if it's not too much asking, how did she pass away?
1: Uh, She passed away from a heart attack.
0: (laughs) Uh, So how did you get involved? You've been born and raised in Chicago your whole life. Born and raised. So I, uh,
1: so I grew up. So I was born. So we still own the same house that I was brought to when I was when I, Allah, when I was born, and my mom brought me home. We still had that same exact house. In That's the only house I lived in when I was in Chicago. Um, So I grew up there. I went to a uh, private Muslim school. Um, up until the uh, eighth grade. Uh, so when I graduated from Universal School.
0: Oh, you went to Universal. Yeah, I
1: went to Universal School. Sorry, I forget that you guys. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah, we know what's up. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I, went, so I went to Universal School up until eighth grade. And then when I graduated from there, I went to Taft High School. So and that's where I spent, I spent like a decade there. My All my brothers went there. Uh, my sister Bethana is still a preschool teacher there. Uh, my sister Hadid behind you guys. Uh, she taught there as well for a number of years, um, sixth grade. Um after my eighth grade year I went to Taft High School, spent all four years there. Uh, played basketball, played football, played a couple of sports, and I just always knew that I'm not like I mean, even when I was at universal I just wanted to play sports. Yeah. I was always that guy in gym class.
0: But where did it start though? Like where did the, the love for basketball start? I don't like, like you don't I'm, remember when you first picked up your first basketball? So we uh
1: so my neighbor who lives across the street from us, um, he's about 10 years older than us he always used to take us in and play with us so he'd be like 20 21 and i was like eight nine ten and he would play with me and my brothers yeah and him and his brother two brothers they would protect like protect us in the neighborhood and we'd so we'd have a hoop on his garage and then we'd have a hoop on our garage and we'd block off the street and we'd play five on five and we were the younger kids so in the neighborhood kids used to come in and and anytime anybody gave us a problem they used to protect us and take care oh, of nice. us. So honestly, I have to say, his name is Scott Yoshioka and Brian, his brother. So they, I mean, they took care of us and they were those like role models for us. So
0: you probably don't know, but do you know how to spell their last name by any chance?
1: Scott Yoshioka. So Y O S H I O K A, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'll try to look them you up.
0: because I, I think it's an important part of the story because that's course. really where it started from. Time. You know, like I remember when in Chicago, even in the frozen winters, we would be back in the alley. <laughs> me and my cousin on our hoop, you know, like for slipping sure. and falling. So that
1: is how I believe you yeah. spell his name. Okay. I'll text it to you after yeah. Him yeah. He, well,
0: he played a Are you still in contact with him?
1: Oh, yeah. like nice. It's been my siblings, family, oh. like all that. Like, I thought he was going to come here tonight. That's awesome. So he still, he works at Maine South, uh, uh, the football school on the north side. Okay. So he works with the football team and he's been at the school for over 15 years. Yeah. Uh, but he played a uh, very intricate role in my life uh, in regards to sports um as well and then I mean it, it kind of just like I clicked from there all the time my mom I still remember till this day like as a family we used to watch MJ when they used to play NBA on NBC mm-hmm. like my mom and like not, but like we always sit down yeah when I was I remember like when yeah. re, when he won the third championship and when like yeah. game seven when you know we we beat the Pacers to get to the six before we went back home and, like my mom always oh, every Sunday we used to watch the triple head on NBC like That's it was awesome. a fan, my mom and she knew the Cubs because it's yeah. kinda like something we started to like. So she kinda started to like learn it more from yeah. us. She was uh, man, she You always,
0: might appreciate this story, but Marta amme when she loves the bulls kinda like how you're describing your mother. And she would lift up she'll be sitting in her uh thobe mm-hmm. and she'll lift up her thobe when like the game's getting tight, you know what I'm saying? Like so that's kind of like how I just imagined For your sure, mom. Sure. <laughs>
1: I'm was, uh, uh, man, what
0: was man. your mom's name? Ha'af. Uh, Ha'af. Ha'af. And uh, so, basketball, you were like I was reading up on you, you had a very, like, you know, successful high school career, and then you went to Wright, and then St. Cloud State mm-hmm. University, where you were, I think, an All-American yeah. or All-Regional. And so, when was it, did it click to you that maybe your dream of being playing professionally switched over to coaching.
1: So I actually, so when I was at when I was at Taft, um, it really started to click with me. Cause you know, I always, when my mom used to take me to school, <clears throat> there's always to be a guy, give it seven the Sun-Times. I'd always used to stop, get a Sun-Times and read it on the way to school. It was about a 10, 12 minute drive from my house. Uh-huh. And I always used to read the high school section. And in my senior year, that's when John Shire, Patrick Beverly, Sharon Collins, Bobby Fraser, so I used to read, like, articles on them and sometimes what they used to do in their work ethic. Because I just thought, like, practice was, like, good enough. I'm going to be good, I'm going to be this good. But then I started reading them. They used to be in the gym at 6 a.m., 5.30 in the morning, whatever it was, and I wanted to start doing that. But for security reasons, I'm sure you guys know, with the public schools, yeah. there are rules against them. So in that path, whether it was those rules that they don't want to, then I started just kind of wanting to get into it. So after my senior year, but when I got to Wright, when I left, I didn't have any scholarship offers. I didn't have anything going to Wright. My brother, Najah, played there and the coach kind of knew who I was. So I walked on, I ended up earning a scholarship. Um, I was the only freshman that started for that coach in whatever, many years. And there being an All-American my sophomore year um, at Wright College. And then when my mom passed away that that spring, that's when I, I was getting recruited. So when I was getting recruited, around that time, I mean when I was at Wright, I mean I knew I was good, but I I knew how talented these guys were, man. Uh-huh. Just like I mean like Derek Rose and like, come on, like just you know, so, all so I recognized, I was a realist. So when I went to St. Cloud, my Going into that summer, I actually started coaching AAU. That's where I got started. Okay. With NLP. So What's NLP? I, next Level Performance. Okay. It's uh, the, the founder's Dicky Simpkins. Okay. The owner um, owners of him, and he played for the Chicago Bulls, won three NBA championships, currently works for the Washington Wizards. So he's one of my biggest mentors. And all those coaches that worked for that summer, the AAU travel program, they are Big influences in my life, all of them: Dicky Simpkins, Michael Murphy, Josh Foster, Thaddeus Lockwood, Leonard Jackson, um, Kyle Cohns. I hope I'm not missing anybody.
0: Did you, when you were playing at Taft, did you play against any of the Beverly, uh, Patrick Beverleys, or anything like that, or?
1: So for fun, but not. We didn't play them. Yeah. We didn't have them on the schedule. That schedule don't know. They don't want to play a Northside team. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to play a Northside team. Yeah. But that, that's when I really knew. I just wanted to start coaching. So I started coaching AU when I was 19. I started. I was coaching middle school. I coached high school boys. And, uh, high school boys. I've coached internationally with the Jordanian national team. I've coached. How did
0: that happen? How did the Jordanian national team come about?
1: So two years ago, when I became an intern for the uh, yeah. RGV Vipers, yeah. Sam Douglas, who's my assistant now, his former teammate Enver um, was a scout for the LA Clippers at the time. So when I coached, used to coach for the. Um, when we were playing the Warriors, I met Enver for the first time and yeah. we just clicked. Yeah. You know, we just clicked, he's a Muslim and we just started talking. I said, Hey, you need to meet my friend Sam. So Sam, I don't know if he had the position then, but he got the job. And then later that spring of 2000 or of eighteen, spring of eighteen, he called Enver's like, Hey, do you know of anybody? I'm looking for an assistant. Said, Yo, you should look at a Mahmoud. Like, so literally, I mean, that summer, the travel and everything that I did, so I just him. Cl- I I I literally knew Sam and spoke to Sam before that, maybe for 15 minutes. Wow. And he okay. just threw me out there wow. and.
0: So how's on. it going out there? Are You still, you know, planning on still coaching with the Jordanian national team or?
1: So they switched coaches. It's a new head coach. Okay. They asked me to come back. Uh, so Sam's not the head coach. Yeah. But my loyalties were Sam. Yeah. So I'm not. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. Blood sticking in the
0: water. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm. Can you speak a little bit about what that opportunity meant for you though?
1: Like Oh I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. I mean there there's nothing like coaching internationally. It's unbelievable. There's no feeling like I mean, you know, the herd versus the vipers. It's a city versus city. Best you're playing country versus a country and when you go to another country and the whole country's against you yeah like when we played Lebanon and when India came to us when we Korea played us and we went, when we went to China and the arena was sold out there was like 12,000 people it was unbelievable like coaching internationally and the experiences you get to experience yeah. is like normal well
0: wow. so what what would it feel like when you uh, when you found out you got this head coaching job with the Vipers
1: <laughs> alhamdulillah, <laughs> Little, alhamdulillah. So, I mean there's, I've never won, I mean you can say I'm, I'm win-lose, I'm never too high, never too low, uh, I miss, I've i missed out on job opportunities, or I should say, you know, I've just never gotten a job opportunity before, I've never was the one like, damn, why can I get that job, why didn't they pick me, it was always like, Alhamdulillah, things happen for a reason. And, you know, I, I made Hajj this past uh, yeah, summer. I so I made Hajj and, you know, I made it and Subhanallah just, everything just clicked best.
0: It happened after Hajj? It
1: happened after Hajj. Wow. I didn't get hired until like the uh, end of September. Okay. Um,
0: what was the hiring process like? They put you through the ringer, your, your in-house hire, right?
1: So, so they knew, what the, I mean, I think they interviewed maybe 20, 25 people. And I was like, yo, why are we taking this long? Like, <laughs> come on, let's go pick it up. So just hoping and, you know, like, am I going to be back in the system? I can be the head coach. You know, what's the deal going to be? So they interviewed those people. And then I think it was maybe a day before my birthday where they talked to me. So I went out with the front office, Daryl Morey and all those guys went to go have dinner. And we chopped it up for about three, three and a half hours is when they asked me questions and interviewed me. But later to find out, they knew they were giving me the job before we went to dinner. Right. So I'm, I'm glad and screw things up. <laughs> so.
0: So what, what was uh, Daryl Morey's expectations for you and the Vipers this year? I know that they're coming off a championship, but a lot of turnaround, not a lot of the same guys from last year. Right? Who's
1: they? Right. Uh, you, me, I'm, I was part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you and probably I, one well, other no, player coming sure, back sure.
0: from that whole squad. For so, sure. like, how was, what were their expectations for this year? And
1: so sure, of- I always say even last year um, and the guys that I worked with have been unbelievable to work with. Um, oh. The G League's all about development of the younger guys. Right. And like I said, I mean, never too high, never too low. It's like if the guys are progressing and improving their skill set, that's what it's about. It's about helping them get to the next level. So as long as we are developing the younger guys, the guys on the NBA contracts, the two-way guys – that's more important than winning games. Right. Um, but I mean, we talk, Daryl Morey calls, and checks up on me once or twice a week. So we always talk and chop it up. He makes sure things are going all, all right. So we, I mean, as long as things are going positive in regards to the play, the younger players, that's what's most important.
0: Could you ever see yourself being a voice to bring like a Palestinian team to play against, you know, CBA squads or
1: anything like that? I would love to do that. If, if there's an opportunity for me, like to coach a Palestinian national team, say, and get the opportunity as I continue to grow, and there are other people that want to play like NBA teams, I'm sure people would be open to that for yeah. sure. It, I mean, basketball has you know, no face. I mean, it's, it's a world, it's a global, it's a global game. Yeah. It's, a, it's a global game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a global game, and whoever, whatever we can help with, we can, it with. It's it's it. we can help with. Who's your favorite player? That's awesome. James Harden, baby. <laughs> <laughs> James Harden.
0: <laughs> Most efficient player in the league. <laughs> What's the dream job for you? Obviously, your focus is on the Vipers, and for, uh, hopefully you have this job for a long time to come, but what's the next step?
1: You tell me. What do you think my oh, dream was? Coaching job is? the Bulls? <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> you got that right. I, no, hey, the, we, Houston uh, a, the Houston <laughs> Rockets.
0: Houston Rockets. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Palestine in America's podcast. I'm Nadir Ahmoud. Please consider supporting Palestine in America with a donation, purchasing our print issues, or becoming a monthly subscriber at palestineinamerica.com.